Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of For The Record Podcast. It's your girl Ashanti and... Giselle. So before we get into it, how has your week been? The week's been awesome. <laughs> um, it's been like... um. Actually, funny enough, relates to what we're going to be talking about today. Oh, like this week has been so intense, and like I pushed myself, and, oh, and I was just like, Girl, mm-hmm. I need a day off. Like, but it was oh, awesome. yeah. <laughs> like, you know, productivity wise, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. However, it's like, you know, when you know your boundaries, but you keep pushing just to get like the results you kind of want. Yeah, yeah. Instead of kind of that. like saying, no, I think I'll take that day off or, <laughs> you know what That's I mean? That's good. It's always good to exercise. You're right to say no. Mm-hmm. Today's episode is basically going to be no means no. And my first question is for you, Ash, um, kind of asking when was the last time that you as a woman felt like you said no to something and basically felt like that was a complete sentence without having to justify yourself or give an excuse or, you know, add a little sum-sum just to make someone feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. When was that time? Um, do you know what? I can't even think on the top of my mind when the last time I explicitly exercised, exercised my right to say no um I feel like sometimes you can feel compelled to say yes to not come across too confrontational or you want to seem diplomatic but then you know by almost feeling obligated to be in agreement with somebody can obviously be more of a detrimental to yourself um However, I know that in terms of my career life, I'm much more assertive in the sense that, for example, negotiations, when it comes to salary, you know, before I was very much like a lot of women who would be very timid or um, almost go with the flow. We've all heard that before, haven't we? That. <laughs> um, I feel like I read this really good article about just tips on negotiation. I've also was reading at the time um what Harford um business school didn't teach you and it's so important to you're playing that dance of negotiation Mm -hmm. with a person to ensure that both parties are actually getting something out of the agreement it's not a case of oh well I will bend myself all the way backwards that you can get all the benefits you wanted so now I kind of look at things like a man when it comes to like negotiation with salary I'm way more ballsy I will even be slightly cheeky (laughs) with my um you know my offers and that gets me in a much more better position in terms of actually what I like initially want Mm -hmm. rather than being like oh well what is the salary or not even asking the right kind of questions it can lead you down a weird garden path so in that sense professionally yes I I'm more exercising that right but um in other areas it depends I guess on the circumstance what about yourself oh that's like an interesting one because I feel (laughs) like 
you made so many like amazing points and like mm-hmm. how actually very often we think of consent and like for example like the the romantic sector very often but mm-hmm. it's like we don't necessarily think about it in different environments like you can yeah. be very good at setting boundaries in like your um professional environment but then when mm. it comes to group setting or friend setting or romantic setting you can kind of just be like okay you know what I mean mm, so that was interesting true. that you brought yeah. that up what um, about yourself me so. personally I mm-hmm. feel like I'm still getting around to actually doing that you know what I mean like I'm still mm. getting around to really like setting boundaries and saying no in any other context but sometimes like we were talking about when you first asked about this week even be about me listening to myself do you know what I mean like if I've worked Mm -hmm. too much and if I've taken on a little bit more than I can shoot and my body's like you're tired like you need a day off and instead Mm -hmm. of being like yeah no I can't come because of a b c d reasons or no i will i think i'll do this a little bit differently i'm like oh actually let me push myself even more and see what else i can do and Mm. um, so i feel like i'm still getting around to exercising that in different areas in my life but even more Mm -hmm. so when it comes to me saying yes to myself but that yes to myself as in like yes take the day off or yes take that time off or yes cancel this plan Mm. is going to be interpreted as a no to the other people do you know what I mean yeah yeah (laughs) sometimes (laughs) (laughs) no no like sometimes I mean even for me like as you put it perfectly saying yes to yourself but not being necessarily enabling of behaviors or things that you know are not very beneficial for yourself at the same time um but inevitably it's going to be a no to somebody and I've had to almost just be okay with that and not feel like oh uh, uh," it's just like do you know what this is just how it is sometimes I can't stretch myself out too much or spread myself out too thinly because it's just not it's more of a detriment to myself than anything, especially when you don't feel like it resonates with you emotionally or even spiritually kind of thing. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I 100% understand that feeling of overwork because you feel like you need to give 150,000% of, you know, of yourself mm. to whatever aspect that is in your life. And it's um, interesting because, you know, sometimes when you're like in an interview and they're like, Mm-hmm. tell us one of your biggest like defects I used to think like saying I'm a little bit of a perfectionist would come across as like oh that oh, old yeah, chestnut <laughs> they'll take me on but now I'm actually like no really like I might push yeah. myself a little and then the next day mm-hmm. I will literally just be like I've got to go home like immediately because mm-hmm. my body's mm-hmm. literally shutting down yeah <laughs> so it's a little it bit it's you know um Mm. a bit of a double-edged um sword but basically this whole topic you guys this whole topic (laughs) was inspired by the fact that we were discussing a book called the gift of fear and inside the book the author talks about how it's important 
to teach women to say no. Ultimately, what of parties is that it teach everyone the importance of like differentiating from um, differentiating love and persistence. Mm-hmm. So, for example, in the mm-hmm. te- in the context of dating, it can be like very often we're kind of like um, presented the images of like how the girl like this extreme girl is playing hard to get and the whole premise of mm. a movie or a text or a song is that it really continues to like you know be pushy mm. see her and the whole like and he wins mm. her over kind of thing and mm-hmm. one important point that the author called the gift of fear is that um he said basically sometimes a persistent man it's just that mm-hmm. he's just being persistent mm-hmm. it doesn't mean he loves you yeah. it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean he's just not taking consideration <laughs> your answer of your boundaries exactly yeah. and your the fact that you do not want to pursue anything further and i feel like these behaviors are very often like normalized in other areas of our lives like Mm-hmm. For example, like in the workplace, like you very well mentioned, um, beginning with this um of the podcast, that you're very comfortable being like no or pushing the envelope a little bit further when it comes to mm-hmm. a professional sphere, but maybe in other sectors not so much. So do you feel like, and I feel like this is why I wanted to really talk about that. It's like. Mm. do you feel like there is an example can you give us an example of the moment you became aware that it was important for you to say no and not be apologetic about it in your work sector and like also how else can people adapt that and how else can also people apply that or even us in other aspects of our lives you know um yes very good question um I would say really truly I I remember there was a time in my career mm-hmm. I'm talking maybe when 2020 maybe like two three years mm-hmm. ago um where I was working on one of the most fastest and um, profitable departments in my whole floor and um I was spreading myself so thinly that I was seeing 11 o'clock at night on a Friday mm-hmm. you know or almost missing my flight to be going somewhere because I was trying to sort out a report I will never forget I'm not someone who like misses flights at all <laughs> but yeah. I was so close to completely missing my flight because I was doing a handover you know I was getting to the point where I was so anxious and just overworked yeah. and just exhausted at work where I just thought to myself this is becoming detrimental to my health, you know, mm-hmm. and I just don't feel happy anymore. And so I decided that I was just going to take myself out of the situation and leave my job. That was really brave for me at the time because I'd never just left a job about something waiting for me. But, you know, when it came to my mental health, I was, it was crazy. I was just, I was becoming a ghost of myself, mm-hmm. you know, it was just like becoming robotic. So I feel like you have to also notice the cues in yourself and also your gut instinct yes. when things don't seem, it just doesn't seem um, organic in any, it's, it's just not in your interest, mm. you know, in your best interest. And you want to get, you want to really understand those cues before it gets too late. That also includes red flags yeah. in like a romantic sense, um, it could be in friendships, family, your workplace, whoever. It could even be a stranger, you know. 
really understanding the cues and not just ignoring them because oh let me give the benefit of the doubt sometimes I mean as women we are so we have gut instincts as a biological <laughs> like it's literally a biological um asset mm. to us you know for us to survive so for us to not exercise that or even just listen out for that it, it's, it can get dangerous you know and not necessarily to extreme extremities of um your safety but just your, your health as well exactly. you know? yeah my question was mm. if you had actually just gone and left and been like you can reach me in an hour if you have any question this is the handover do you think the company mm. would have like fallen apart completely or is it again that notion that very often because we are perfectionists because we want to mm. make everything as seamless as possible for the other people involved we kind of mm. don't cut ourselves enough slack does that make sense yeah yeah of mm. course I think also we just have to okay there was a saying that I always always use a hair in like my industry and I'm sure in many other industries here this all the time you're not saving lives mm-hmm. I mean at the beginning of my career I would cry in the fashion cupboard because of something really silly you know because I felt like I was getting it right and you know my was like babes you're not saving lives it's okay like also it's not that big of a deal but I understand how that feeling of anxiety can literally just overwhelm you and you you feel like you know you can't you can't just leave something alone and and just let it be Mm. you know it's a case of oh you know I'm gonna have to give my extra all and sometimes it's just not even productive you're doing the most and it's not even productive in the end of things like you're saying about will the company survive hell yeah in fact they'll replace you <laughs> if you if you don't seem like you're up to scratch or or sometimes as well when you're overworking a company doesn't even value it you know it's about I know that age-old saying working smart but it really is really determined and that's the beauty about exercising that right to say no mm-hmm. you also gain some level of respect as well because like oh I can't just push you all the way and you're gonna bend you know like a friggin elastic band you have some authority over your own self and being um but yeah <laughs> what about yourself um yeah I mean for me it's kind of um a similar context where I was working for a Mm. fashion brand that's been around for many many years and Mm -hmm. I'd have like clients who would be wanting to set up like sessions with me when I was off and it was just like Mm. I felt like I just couldn't say no not necessarily because I felt like oh I'm saving lives I'm doing this but it was that this Mm. notion that I had established a rapport with them And as much as it would have been perfectly fine to be like, oh, go ahead and see my other colleague, I felt like it was Mm. my responsibility as an employee or even like as a person who has formed this rapport with this person who has taken the time Mm. to call and be like, are you available um, this day on that day at this time because I will come and I'll have like about two hours and we'll do this this and that and then suddenly it's like mm. wow I'm really gonna let that person down and because 
exactly again in a context of we're not saving lives but it's like when someone calls you and they're like well i'm meeting the queen um next month and i need you to help me mm-hmm. you don't feel like you can necessarily be like girl but i've got money and petty at that time like can't yeah yeah <laughs> just it's true like, um, yeah okay i'll see what i can do but um mm. although that was fine i feel like as a capricorn i feel like i'd always justify myself self and be like that's totally fine it's when my employers saw that in me and then mm. so that at any like I was saying because um it became detrimental when my managers were able to pick up on it and I mm. realized that very often they'd just be like um beep boop 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 you know like calling me kind of thing and then I'll yeah, yeah. just be like so-and-so wants to come and they want to see you then it was like okay I'm happy making that commitment to my client Mm. but to you for you to just be like on my day off I have to come yeah a b c d but if I switch my days off it's a problem like Mm. that's when it became Mm -hmm. a little bit detrimental and in my next job I never really repeated that kind of behavior Mm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah that taught me a lot um yeah I can imagine what I want to circle back to is actually um the gift of fear and how you know society socializes young girls to be people pleasers you know and be very diplomatic be very non-confrontational and almost sit on the fence about their own qualms and queries about things um which is really concerning actually think about it more you know for a guy society applauds a guy to be a bit ballsy and arrogant and you know just a, a boy's thing you know or at least just being one of the lads where yeah I feel like it does <laughs> like things that it we're does. learning now yeah it does but mm. I feel like at the same time in the book the, um, the author highlights this um this he gives a very clear example of like this guy mm-hmm. who couldn't take no for an answer and he became mm-hmm. super obsessive and he became super pushy. And mm-hmm. he also makes a great point to highlight um, the importance of teaching men or young boys, if anything, to just take no for an answer kind of thing. Yeah. Because although women are like uh, pushed to be agreeable and, um, always just go with the flow like you were saying Mm -hmm. it's also like this also has like major repercussions on like young men who can be yes talented and yes intelligent but the fact that you couldn't just take a clear answer from something can also create other other issues that not only yeah like breeding misogyny and stuff exactly Mm -hmm. that not only won't be a problem in terms of like um the romantic sector like we're using we're used to seeing mm. but also the professional environment or in the friend yeah. circles like how often do you hear men talk about problems and then you just like that can actually be solved with a simple mm-hmm. conversation where you yeah, can yeah, yeah. present each other's point of views mm-hmm. yeah, it's true. like even as you're saying that I was just in certain situations taking it back to like a romance kind of thing or dating Sophia mm-hmm. um you know I'm sure most girls 
we've all had that situation where you know a guy asks for your number and stuff and you don't really want to give it but you feel there's this fear where you feel obligated to give it um even sometimes not even a fake number just because you don't even know what they're capable of and you know again it goes back to what you're saying about romanticizing you see in Hollywood and even in Disney this whole thing of men being so persistent in their entitlement to women um and it's almost like oh she's playing hard to get you know you hear these kind of things and yeah it's just very dangerous you know you find women dying in the hands of men because of situations like this Mm. because of this entitlement of men it's not us like male bashing by the way like I'm just saying but patriarchy no it's not at all and in fact Mm. one great thing that I um again referring back to the book if Mm. you will is the fact Mm. that um Gavin De Becker kind of keeps referencing the importance of listening to your instincts because when you're walking your dog um and the dog doesn't really want to go into like this specific bush or this specific mm-hmm. area you don't just get your dog and grab it by the leaf you have to you know? go in there you little bitch like you don't yeah. do that you kind of think well, something true. is wrong let's take another way and it's like one thing yeah. I forget very often is that you'll make a mistake or you'll do something that you think is kind of right but you're not sure and then it blows up mm-hmm. in your face and then you're like mm-hmm. Oh, I knew I knew it I knew something was off I mm. knew something was wrong kind of thing so it's true as much as we're making this a well it looks like we're making this a <laughs> women this and men this it's also like <laughs> no there is a a universal need to um listen and respect your intuition and or go against it but at your own risk if you will because um, you know it's important um, in general and for women and men actually to mm. listen to their instinct because that's something that the author Gavin De Becker keeps going on about in the, in the it's book so true. Mm-hmm. it's that very often because we're used to sort of seeing um, Hollywood and media and the books and mm. everything that we kind of consume we're used to seeing the girl being like playing hard to get and then eventually they come around to it mm-hmm. or even like that guy who couldn't get the job here or there and then they keep being persistent and eventually they get around to it yeah. it's also like because those narratives have been normalized yeah exactly um it's also like it highlights the importance of just listening to your instinct and mm-hmm. knowing that if someone feels a little bit off then they're not for you if mm. a party uh, or a plan that your friends have feels a little bit suspicious, then it's right. and it's absolutely <laughs> fine to just be like, mm, "No, thank you." Or similarly, like... you go to a job and they're giving all these offers yeah. and everything seems great and everything seems hooray, like perfectly fine, but something feels a little bit off. This is the thing I was, I was just going to say: because... like half the time when you do actually decide to say no later on the down the line you realize actually they come back to you like I wasn't that good anyway or this happened you're like well it's a good thing I listened to my gut instinct because exactly because at the end of the day people in power Mm -hmm. who have played a 
a major like role into normalizing these narratives Mm -hmm. or people who benefit from the existence of those narratives are the ones who end up taking advantage exactly these internalized behaviors Mm -hmm. and it's like when you hit a wall and you feel like you are standing up for yourself it's almost like oh well done I don't even like that word I know like no, Even, I'm just saying no. Right, exactly. That's the Why thing. That's like another it's an thing. Act of like right. rebellion. It's the so fact true. that someone is saying no. Like I remember earlier, you were just mentioning like this notion of giving a fake number. Mm. It's like, why do we even feel like when we don't, when we can just say no no thank you you're a good guy but you're a really cool girl but I don't think this is why do it's like a vicious circle because I feel like most of us who have obviously experienced that well no I'm not giving it to you they would not leave you alone it's like where are the cues do you where do you not see that this is a clear no (laughs) you know you and by the way like again Mm. like sorry very quickly I feel like it's important and I feel like I'm almost like holding myself to not like drop any names. But do you remember at uni <laughs> there was like this one guy who was like so standoffish and so uh-huh. like extra, and uh-huh. then there was this girl who was persistently. Like, oh my god! Do you remember? Oh my! God. Oh my god! It's just like it's just so and cute. Then we just with him, we're all like, oh well, I guess I guess she succeeded. It's like it's not just you know women being like um damsel the damsels in distress you know like kind of yeah it's not just mm. like necessarily women being like preyed on sometimes it can also be like the other way yeah it's true totally feel you but it's like i but, don't know why the second someone says no and just vocalizes they feel yeah. and they're just like articulating how they genuinely feel mm-hmm. it's like standing up for themselves but like, this is the thing and I want to make two points because what you're saying is completely true. It's like, why do we congratulate women for exercising our basic right and just saying no or just going, being authentic to ourselves? We don't do this with men. It's like, oh my God, you're so, you're so like, you're so brave for doing it. You're so courageous. Men too, actually, because I do know when a lot of men are coming across, are sort of opening up about especially like in the in the media industry and the mm. entertainment industry when they come up and open up about like um being in um in situations that where they're dealing with someone who's powerful dealing with they obtain the role and then we're like mm. congratulations like why do we but you don't see men doing think pieces on twitter example do you know what i mean like it's so much more like popular themed where I see it all the time I'm just like it actually makes me sad because it's like we shouldn't have to do this but it almost seems so alien in our society for women to be like assertive to the point where you come across looking like a bitch if you you know if you seem like an iron lady or you know what I mean like it's I just find it really ironic because yes, you're right. You know, in some settings you sit with men too, but generally speaking from child, like children, it was that whole thing. Oh, they're just being ballsy. You know, always oh, he's, he's a bit cocky. <laughs> I don't know why I put a cockney accent on when I did that. Mm. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, 
it's more applauded for for women to do which almost comes across a bit patronizing I feel like super patronizing Mm -hmm. I feel like every time every time someone is going against what has been stereotypically like ingrained in us it's almost Mm -hmm. like something that should be applauded and it's like one way it should be because we should normalize this mm, but it would be mm-hmm. amazing to um wake up five years from now ten years from now or even mm-hmm. like by the time we're raising our children to just not yeah. be in a situation where someone's speaking their truth yeah exactly or someone just voicing how they genuinely feel or someone right. being open and honest about what they're feeling or where their head is mm-hmm. at in the moment isn't seen as an act of um of bravery because yeah or even your reaction to it mm. you know like even okay sorry guys I'm bringing it back to dating but even like when a guy is rejected and they're like oh no okay I understand hope you have a good day it's like oh like oh wow (laughs) like it's almost why why should that be our reaction it's it's very interesting but um there was a really interesting topic on twitter that i saw fred well i saw fred on twitter and it was saying what would you do if there wasn't any men in the world one day and that applies what would you do sorry very quickly <laughs> what? if there's no in the world I would definitely not wear my head well I definitely have my headphones on when walking and I actually go for a jog you know I love jogging um I would go for a jog right now on my normal route and not feel any that kind of thing um wear what the hell I want without stairs you know or weird comments I get you know um, yourself Oh, I don't know because I feel like if I wanted to go for a jog right now, I probably would. Mm-hmm. But I think that's got something to do with the fact that I'd never really think through. Maybe like also that, your so lo- location <laughs> might help. My location, but I feel like even when I lived in South London, mm-hmm. I would just be getting home at like 9 p.m. and I'd be at the gym and then I would Mm. just maybe go for a longer walk on my way home yeah and it was quite a late kind of thing I just Mm -hmm. never think it's just how I set up I just never really think too thoroughly about the dangers that are no that's I mean that is like you know that is a privilege though that in a great way though that is if you can do that amazing like the thought of me going through an alleyway just to get into the field I'd usually go to is like absurd I would never do that right now it's just crazy but um mm. yeah it was just really quite sad just to see the type of comment so many women were po- um, posting about this specific yeah. topic and it just made me realize in fact there was a few other podcasts that were talking about it too including like mm-hmm. um Mel Guest how shocked they were like small everyday Mm. mundane things that they do they never have to think about is Mm. something that many women have to contemplate it's not just a case of well oh oh, well I'm just gonna go for it and not think anything of it it's like uh no it's you know that kind of differently or let me go Mm. you know let me take this way home or let me go home now exactly no but I understand 100% and by the way the fact that I said that I never really think about like 
those things necessarily it's not me invalidating the fact that they don't happen mm-hmm. the fact that they don't exist i've been in many situations where i was speaking to my friends and were like you can't do this what if this this and that mm-hmm. happens to you and i'm like what if it doesn't so mm-hmm. I, I think it's something to do like with cultural experiences and what you've been through etc but it's genuinely like it's intense because on one end we have as women speaking we are aware of these things but then on another end which is almost can almost be as sad actually is that there are men who don't feel like they can come forward with their fears or what the, the pressure that they mm. feel like they have to live up to because of the society, what society has made them yeah. believe they have to kind of, um, I don't know, they have to kind of like live up to. Mm. And it's not to say like, oh, poor men, da da da, because I feel like at the end of the day, they are at the top of the food chain. You know what mm. I mean? Like, if you're a man, you know. Um, but it's 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 a vicious circle, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean I the irony is of patriarchy, it doesn't benefit any party. It's just all an illusion, you know. It's, it's why you see it benefits whoever is in power at that specific moment. Exactly. But even with that, whoever is in power, it tends to be a minority. Yes, men do at the most basic level do benefit but the byproduct of that can also be with example suicide rates happen to be more mostly in men kind of thing mm-hmm. sick masculinity a byproduct of um patriarchy you know and all these i mean this is the topic we can talk about another day guys but <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um also was a really good i re- i don't know if you watched the show i may destroy you um, this came out this year, um, directed and produced by Michaela Carl. And I think she just, be- like, the way she constructed the whole series is so beautifully put because consent can be so subtle. And when the boundaries are pushed, it can be very gray, the area. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember speaking to some of my friends and we were all like, wow do you know what there was a time in my life where there was one point that now looking back it it didn't seem so black and white or I didn't really look at the situation for what it is today with new lenses because exactly it's crazy you know like and it's like I feel like with these conversations mm -hmm. being openly explored in Mm -hmm. um in not necessarily like um subgenre not, mm. not subgenres but like what I'm trying to say is like mainstream media or something that is available to everybody yeah. that you can watch I feel like with these themes being explored and not necessarily like independent movies or mm. independent little think pieces it kind of pushes um the everyone to kind of ask themselves is there a time where you thought you were engaging in um partaking in an action or engaging in like a situation that you thought was consensual yeah. but actually looking back to it you thought you know what maybe it wasn't exactly you know I mean? like i've had that conversation yeah. with yeah. interestingly they've all said actually yeah i can think of a couple of times that mm. i thought it was you know black and white it was yes or it was no but then actually mm. after being exposed to different examples in which it can happen it's so yeah, true. Like, oh. It can be a very daunting realization as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Actually, when you look at it 
from a much more objective point of view because at the time you might have been just been like ah brush it off like oh you know it was you know I wasn't very agreeing agreeable to her but you know ah whatever but actually looking back you might be like oh I mm that was oof you know a bit iffy um um also this thing of you know the nice guy I feel like they really betrayed the quote unquote nice guy overstepping boundaries in circumstances where most people would have overlooked it and I thought it was rather interesting because I feel like many people men I'm just saying <laughs> all my feminist friends were like Whoa! Anyway, but, <laughs> but like um you know many guys they they would have taken in certain things and not actually realize they've stepped boundaries because it's not I feel like sometimes a certain certain nuances are not discussed to its entirety for both parties so then I feel like because we don't have like we don't have something like that being um we don't we're not necessarily at a stage where we have a lot of men coming forward Mm. to talk about how something similar may have happened to them yeah it's a little bit um I feel like it's a little bit it's a topic that we can explore as women mm. I feel like it might be limited to our cultural oh, experiences as women in order to just sort of assert it as that because I remember having that conversation with one of my male friends mm. and he kind of posed and he was like absolutely none of my guy friends has been through anything like that mm. and even if they did maybe they didn't think it was something worth complaining about and mm. then I was like oh man I really wish not I really wish there was some guy who would come forward <laughs> and talk about horrible experience yeah. they had but it has I don't think I don't think it can just be like one-sided like no that, way I mean, like, no way we, yeah. we're only just coming around to a place where women feel like they can come forward mm. and talk about mm-hmm. experiences that they've had and, and that's literally that. saying that lightly because well I was just saying about how you know what you were saying about women only just coming to terms of coming forward with things you know I just want to hint that's only that's so light you know because statistically speaking most times even if for example let's say a rape victim came to police or tried to get someone prosecuted the likelihood of them getting prosecuted and sentenced is very slim you know so I can only imagine where there are men who are going through similar experiences that's even more daunting not more daunting but you know what I mean like it's because it's just almost unheard of to speak about and I feel like it's important to just to to sort of like give credit um Mm. to what's allowing women these days or anybody for that for that matter Mm. the the ability to be able to come forward and talk about things Mm. it's not necessarily that people in power have changed it's exactly. not necessarily that suddenly people woke up, you know, like, ta-da, yeah. much better and higher, mm. you know. 
conscious sense of conscious oh god <laughs> they have like a higher understanding of like yeah. um, they need and they want to do better is the fact that now you can expose someone and you can exactly. keep track of like like very often you see it of like women on social media who are saying this happened to me this many years ago I was dating so-and-so mm. and then we broke up and I called the department of whatever time they live in and they've done nothing about it mm. and they've got like all the paper trail kind of thing to show yeah. them that well, the receipts, has you know. done absolutely <laughs> nothing about yeah. it and then that person is exposed I feel like the fact that that has started happening <clears throat> is because now there's no longer I mean there's still our gatekeepers but it's like they don't have as much importance as they used to as they used to have before it's like you may not print my story in the local newspaper, but I can actually get it published and it can be shared worldwide. Mm. So do I really need to come to you to raise awareness about this guy who's been this guy or woman who's been harassing me? Absolutely mm. not. Mm. But in a way it's like <clears throat> yes, things are changing, but it's important to highlight that they're not necessarily changing because people have decided to be nice there <laughs> they're changing yeah exactly because, oh great we don't want to be that police department we don't want to be that hr department that did absolutely nothing when this mm. woman came forward or this man came forward this many times but i feel like another thing as well is that very often we talk about how it's important for men important for men to be allies and for men to do this and for men to do that but it's like <clears throat> there is an actual it needs to be like something <clears throat> that happens in order for everybody to feel like they can openly do what's right and mm. very often as women we are in situation or we've been in situations where we felt like let me not intervene and right the reason why i say this is because i'm sure you might have seen it that mm. video of that schoolgirl that were being that was being like abducted in broad daylight Mm. and this girl just saw something in right and she followed them she called her sister she called her Mm. mom they all chased up and in the end she saved the little girl Mm. how many of us and i'm not saying like i'm better and i would have done differently i don't know if i would have thought something is wrong and if someone Mm. tells me that's my little sister back off I don't know if I would have necessarily questioned it Mm. so there is definitely another um it's true for us to do better and to Mm. listen to our instinct and to but this is why as we've been speaking about on this whole topic it's important Mm -hmm. to as again it seems to be like the uh the famous sentence but you know exercising your right to Mm. question things as well as just saying no actually Mm. questioning things does this Mm. seem right and you're right some people they wouldn't look well I feel like we've all been in some situations where you haven't really questioned a situation because you just don't feel like you are capable enough to fully suss out the situation so you might just leave it alone again you want to be agreeable you don't want to look yeah like up in exactly business. you just leave it mm. alone mm. and personally watching that video i was i was just blown so away horrified. by the fact that, yeah. that woman just kept being like 
um no excuse me like mm. she did not take no for an answer she was like, i love no, that you, thank god right Seriously. you will listen to me and you will and it wasn't until even like the guy had started running that the girl burst out crying and said something yeah. and it's like how many of us yeah. would have actually gone up to that extent and keep doing that exactly and that is the kind of bravery if you will mm. that we need to all command kind mm. of you know and encourage to reach and the fact that she didn't take no for an answer the fact that she kept saying no because something mm. didn't feel right with her mm. ended up saving a person's life exactly and putting behind bar another person who was like a threat mm, to society to that community exactly yeah. and it's like and funny enough that was another person um demonstrating the fact that because they couldn't take no for an answer they exactly for a vulnerable little girl mm. and that's the only way they could have their way so it's like mm. It's crazy the dynamic, <laughs> you know, an abuse of power yeah. as well. Yeah. Because as you said, in that instance, someone can abuse someone else's power due to age, due to the position they are in their um their life, the power dynamics. Mm-hmm. And I think this is why it's so important to educate our children, um, not just not just in the home, but also in the schools, in your communities, about the power of no and of also opinion, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But also as well, understanding and being aware of your gut instinct. Mm. You know? Because not all of us feel like we've completely um, grasped that. Even till this day, even no matter how old, you know, it's this case of, you know, benefit of the doubt. And not in no way in shape am I talking about necessarily that specific um, situation, because, again, no, that's the abuse of power and the age dynamics is mm. completely different. We're talking about two adults. Um, you know, we we have to ensure that we are being in sync with our instincts and and it's okay if we take it on the chin in terms of, oh, no, this doesn't seem right. There's no, let's give it the benefit of the doubt. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Sometimes a red flag is just that. And that's enough, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. 100%. Mm. But yeah, um, again, if you honestly want to know what we kept going on about throughout this um <laughs> this today's episode i would highly recommend reading the gift of fear definitely um, by gavin de becker mm-hmm. gavin d becker i don't know how to say this name because anyway gavin de becker i think it's de becker yeah i don't know because like in french you would say do but here it would be d i don't know um but it's a very good fact i'll check on youtube guys like we'll leave the audiobook is like available but it's like such a good fast read and it's really really Mm. good um but it's it definitely like pushes you to think a little bit more and like 
again like how often do you just kind of say okay just to go with something and in the end you're like oh my god like I exactly really didn't think this through. I really didn't want to come yeah. here I didn't really want to mm-hmm. it's and, so true you know, like they always say um the universe will you know let you keep taking things on until you're sick and tired of taking right. things on. we're not everyday <laughs> lessons you, you know sometimes well we just forget it <laughs> Exactly. So if you save yourself the trouble, do a little mm. bit of research and start exercising it in little exactly. Honestly, honestly consent mm-hmm. is sexy. Saying no is sexy. You know there is. Yeah, because see that as a high regard. Being like a pushover is not cute. Exactly. <laughs> it's just not. You know, but I feel like some people they feel. You know, as you were saying earlier, this whole feeling of people pleasing. Once you say no once and you start exercising it, it, it actually does start to feel good. And there's also a level of self-respect that you start to gain as well as just getting it out outwardly. Um mm. you know, and people will respect you inevitably. That's not necessarily Maybe the reason why you should have to do that. Yeah, 100%. but I don't feel like you know. it should start as if you wanting to gain respect for other people. It should oh be no, that's not what I'm exactly saying. I'm saying it, it would be a byproduct yeah. of once you no, start no, to respect you yourself, mean. you know, it, people will start to value that with high regards. Um, so yeah, no means no. And definitely check out um, The Gift of Fear if you haven't already check out also um i may destroy you i would highly recommend that so many of my guy friends said they loved that show and they they learned so much from that so yeah <laughs> that's what i would definitely say thanks for <laughs> joining us guys on today's episode our second episode now i know if you want <laughs> to um check us find us you can find me on instagram Ashanti underscore M underscore and Gigi. I am just Giselle Manzi everywhere. <laughs> See ya. Straightforward. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, and thank you so much for joining us. And thank we you hope guys. Have a great week ahead. Right. See you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>